Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I'm John Alois and joined by Sean Degenhart. Hello. And John Redling Schaefer. Hi guys. We are hoping you're having a great week. We certainly are. We would love for you to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We're at Hub Hyperion. You can also email us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Let's start things off with our Disney views and throw it over to Sean. Well, we are talking today on our Disney view about what many call America's sweetheart, even though she wasn't American. She was British, the daughter of John Mills. Haley Catherine Rose Vivian Mills. Wow. That's quite a name on the birth certificate. Everybody loves Haley Mills, and she has recently written her memoirs, which have been asked for for many, many years. It's called Forever Young. Um, just a charming look at her life. She shares about her, not only her Disney years, but other film opportunities and things that she was involved with in Hollywood. Um, she starred in six Disney movies. The first being Pollyanna, for which she won a juvenile Oscar, which was, she was the last person to win that particular award. It was mm. the last one they issued, 1960. Of course, The Parent Trap in 1961, In Search of the Castaways in 62, based on the Jules Verne novel. One of my favorites, Summer Magic in 63. Moon Spinners, which is a weird film. Moon Spinners <laughs> in 1964, which featured her first on-screen kiss. And then That Darn Cat in 1965. She'd go on later to narrate some episodes of Wonderful World of Disney. And she was originally considered as the voice of Princess Ailanui in The Black Cauldron. But she uh, lost that role to someone else. Uh, she reprised her role as Sharon and Susan in three made-for-TV Parent Trap movies. And then, of course, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, the precursor <laughs> season to Save by the Bell, which was originally produced by the Disney Channel. She became a Disney legend in 1998, and everybody just loves Haley Mills, so excited to dig into this book. I didn't realize Save by the Bell started on the Disney Channel. I do have one of those sequels to The Parent Trap. I think it came with the DVD. Uh, the original movie is fantastic, and how they shot it was before its time. Uh, the, the special effects were wonderful. I love Pollyanna. Her later films, especially That Darn Cat, very funny. Um, she had a wonderful relationship with Walt Disney, and I think one of the reasons why she wrote the book was... Many people wanted to hear some of those untold stories that she had at the Disney studio. So it's great that she finally released this book. You know, I certainly enjoy her early work as a child, but even whether it be Miss Bliss or otherwise, every time you see her, she even did a guest appearance on the Disney XM station a week or so hmm. ago. I think she was kind of promoting her book at the same time, but she's still a class act. Maybe it's the British accent. You know, you all can get <laughs> taken up by that. But she's just always seemed to be a class act, and I know this book is going to just prove that even more. Summer Magic is our family favorite, usually early August when you know we're starting to wind the summer down. That'll be our movie of the evening, and just her and Burl Ives, and just wonderful, wonderful movie. We are talking about Haley Mills' book this week because we're excited to announce our first giveaway here at the Hyperion Hub. <laughs> yeah, we have a book to give away. It's actually an autographed, signed copy 
of Haley Mills' new book, Forever Young, a memoir. And we want to thank one of our audience members, Joseph, for helping us secure this book. But I'm looking at the autograph right now, and we are so excited to give it away to one of our lucky listeners. And here's what you need to do. We are going to ask for you to send in an email at podcast at the Hyperion hub.com in the subject line, please include the word contest and we will randomly select a winner. The contest will end at midnight on November 10th. So please get your emails to us and we are excited. Yes. Go ahead. Now, 12 o'clock. 12 a.m. on the 10th. So is that as it turns the 10th? Yes. Or, oh, okay. At midnight. So not 11.59 p.m. On, no. on the, the 10th. 10th. No. Because otherwise midnight would be the 11th. Yeah. Right. Right. Can we just take the 36th caller at 591-ROCK, 591-ROLL? Uh, anyway, anyway, we are excited to uh, give this away to a lucky listener. We know how many fans of Haley Mills we have in our audience. So please send in that email to podcast at thehyperionhub.com. We're inspired by our passions and the things we love. And at times, we're also inspired by the people who share those same passions with us. We have a treat this week. Joining us is the host of the Spark of Hope podcast. It's a show highlighting amazing people who deal with difficult obstacles in their lives and have found hope and inspiration through Star Wars. Megan Cullinan is with us. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you guys so much for having me. You've had quite a journey and you talk about it on your show. You are a cancer survivor. You created a blog and a podcast to share your story. You chose Star Wars because you found hope in what you love. We will definitely get into your journey. But first, how did Star Wars find its way into everything, into your story? Well, to start off, uh, as far as being a Star Wars fan, I became a fan in uh, during the special edition era in the late nineties and I was still in high school. So I'm kind of like maybe a late bloomer when it comes to star Wars, depending on, you know, <laughs> what age group you're in. So the prequels. So definitely the prequels. Okay. I am a prequels baby. Yeah. But I was, I didn't let, I didn't really know much about it as a kid because it was in that weird, like I was too young to, didn't really know about the original trilogy. And then there's really nothing going on growing up so i didn't become a star wars fan until i was a teenager but i've been a fan ever since um and so slowly over the years you know i got to know people make friends slowly kind of got on social media um and then five years ago i was diagnosed with breast cancer um and not having any family history um and being basically kind of young if for not having family history it wouldn't have routine mammograms or anything there was really no reason or fear um for me to you know get cancer and then it happened so it was a really tough time for me it was sort of trying to figure out like uh where you know where, okay so i have to figure out all these treatments and what i'm 
am I going to do and who am I going to see? And um, as I started figuring all that out, I um, kind of used Star Wars as my like motivation a little bit. Um, it obviously was very scary. I didn't really, I hadn't really dealt with cancer very much and I didn't know how to deal with it. So once I started my treatments, um, I wore like a Star Wars t-shirt to every chemo treatment um, and watched the movies. Uh, I think, let's see, The Force Awakens had already come out and Rogue One was about to come out during my treatment. So it was like, I was kind of trying to focus on the good things. Like I'm really excited about Rogue One, really excited about the new Star Wars movies. So that's why, what eventually inspired me to um, start the podcast. Cause I'd always loved Star Wars. I'd always found like hope and positivity through the movies, despite, you know, incredible odds. And that's sort of what helped me get through that period in my life uh, with cancer. As you were going through treatments, you said you wore some of your favorite Star Wars t-shirts. I've heard you say that on your show. Um, mm -hmm. it, was it just a matter of finding comfort at that point? And, and how did that factor in? Well, actually, when I first went to see my primary care physician, when I didn't know I had cancer yet, um, that day I went to see him, I had like an RTD t-shirt on. And then I went through like all these tests. Um, and so then obviously like a week later I found out I had cancer. And I remembered that day of having this, this t-shirt on, the Star Wars t-shirt on. And it was a month of very whirlwind things, you know, figuring out what my plan was. I went up to Chicago at Northwestern for, um, the main part of my treatment. So it was a lot of traveling. And once I got the schedule of everything that was going to happen um, and sort of mentally preparing myself for that first day of chemo, which was like, I don't even know what to expect. I know what to expect, but I also don't know what to expect. I'm like, I have to keep this like trend going. Like I got through that first part of being, you know, tested and diagnosed. And now I have, you know, this every three weeks I was going up to get chemo. I'm like, I'm going to just keep this Star Wars t-shirt thing going. Cause yes, it was, they were comfortable. And I had to sit in a hospital bed for like five hours, you know, every treatment. So I, you know, wasn't going to go in jeans. I'm like, put on my leggings, put on my Star Wars t-shirt and let's go. Plus like, it's like a three hour drive to Chicago in heavy traffic. So I had to sit in the car for many hours a day too. So it was a lot about comfort and a lot about like feeling empowered. Well, and, and that's what, that's the key word that I, I love to hear empowerment, empowered. You know, I, I've for years, I mean, we all know people who've been influenced or impacted by cancer. You know, some of us parents, we never know what to say. We never know what the right thing to do or to offer is you know someone is is fighting the fight and we don't mm -hmm. know what we can do and so to feel somewhat um, connected to hear how you mentally prepared long drives long treatments it, it's just it, it's so insightful and your show does a wonderful job of really really bringing that home that 
you know, it's okay to share this. And, 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 and honestly, it sounds almost trite, but those of us on the outside feel more comfortable knowing that someone is willing to share what it's like on the inside. Yeah, I was very lucky, like my friends and family, and I worked during this time because I didn't mentally, like, I didn't think I could sit home all the time and just be like thinking about it. So I made sure I worked as much as I could. Um, of course, there were days I definitely didn't work. Um, but uh, my friends and family really made it a point to be like, okay, like whenever you want to talk about it, we're here to listen when you're not wanting to talk about it. We will just leave you alone because there were days I just literally did not have the energy to even like talk at all. So it's, and everybody's journey is different. I'm not the type of person that has to like, I shouldn't say have to, I'm just not the type of person that I guess needs that like big group interaction with other people going through it. I just needed my, close friends and family to be there to support me. Um, and so being able to say, this is what I need and this is what I don't need. And they listened to me was really helpful. So when you're going through this journey, at what point did you realize, Hey, this um, star Wars is what's helping me get through this. And, you know, there may be something here where I can, you know, serve other people and help other people through Star Wars, you know, did, was that just a process? Was there a moment when you thought, hey, you know, there's something here I can work with and use to help people? Yeah, I mean, I would say it was it was a process. Um, you know, the, the little things like uh, wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, that kind of started it off. Um, and then I think I got a gift from my coworkers. It was a Stormtrooper scarf. And I had lost all my hair and I didn't want to wear a wig. So I was wearing like scarves and, you know, just trying to like keep it fun. And so I would go to my treatments my after I got the scarf and then I wear my stormtrooper scarf. And then so like little itty bitty things there. Um, I would watch the movies or listen to the soundtrack, you know. And then as I got, so I had about a year of treatment. The first six months were like, the worst like major chemo surgery radiation and the last six months were like this targeted treatment less side effects so once i got to that like the tail end of my treatment i started thinking about writing a blog um and it was um i each blog post was an episode like episode one the cancer menace hashtag you know the phantom menace everything was like geared towards Star Wars. And then that led me into the podcast idea. So I, I'll ask, um, you're, you're at Northwestern. How long did it take a nurse or a doc to figure out there was a theme every time they saw you? <laughs> um, well, you know what? I think I was getting my blood drawn one of my, maybe the second or third treatment. And this late... I have to tell you, the people at Northwestern Hospital in Chicago are freaking amazing. I always have the best care. I was just there on Monday for my annual um, appointment. Everything's great. So we're still doing good five years later. Um, 
but like it's just like they pay attention and they just you know are there to help you they're always super positive and i just remember that one lady wish i could remember her name but it's been five years you know i can barely remember five minutes ago um, talking to us she, <laughs> yeah oh right okay i'm on this podcast all right got it um but I think she noticed my shirt, and then we got into this discussion about how her daughter was really into Star Wars. I'm like, this is really cool. I don't know this lady. I, you know, I don't know her daughter, but then we've made this connection, you know, through Star Wars because I wore my T-shirt. That's great. So, when did you come up with the idea to share your story? Did did the blog come first, and then your show? Yeah, the blog did come first. Um, I struggled a lot at, when I first was diagnosed, they recommended that I write everything down. I started that, but then it just got, it honestly was too, too mentally challenging to write it all down. I just like did not have the energy to do it, but I was talking a lot with my friends and family kind of explaining how I was feeling, um, so once I started to sort of come out of the fog, I don't know if you ever heard of like chemo brain or chemo fog, you know, um, that's like what I had. Once I started to come out of that a little bit, I sat down and um, started writing things out. And I had been very open with everyone about how I was feeling, how I was, um, you know, sort of holding up and... I've always tried to be a really positive person. And so that was sort of my goal in talking about it. It was trying to keep me like positive throughout the whole thing and trying to get people to understand what I was going through, even though they really couldn't understand, but they could get a sense of what I was going through. And then I was like, well, okay, I'm going through cancer and so many other people go through cancer, but so many other people go through other things too that I you know, I maybe not wouldn't understand or I'd never gone through that. So that's what eventually led me to the podcast. I'm, I was trying to think, well, what is my point of view here? You know, what do I have to say that um, would maybe help other people or help them give a voice? And that's where Spark of Hope came from. Did you find inspiration from other people's stories did you uh, go searching other stories i mean i really didn't have to search far because i i think my first episode was my friend jackie and she um you know she grew up in a different state than i did we are almost the same age but we you know the way we grew up was a little bit different in our experience were our experiences were different. So it helped me get closer to her because then we were able to have these discussions about what she had gone through and what she's still going through. Um, and then I, you know, reached out to some other friends. I reached out to um, some new people I had just met all through social media. I think everyone I've interviewed so far has, they don't even live around here. My my friend Steve I interviewed, we've known each other since college. We're from the same area, but everyone else I've met through social media. So it was a really good way to like get closer to these people um, that I was becoming friends with or have been friends with, and then also trying to understand 
um, giving them a voice to like tell their story and uh, talk about things that, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk about. What kind of encouragement are you getting from listeners um, that maybe say, hey, I was going through this or something similar happened to me. And, you know, thank you for this encouragement that you've provided. What's, you know, what's the feedback like that you're getting? Yeah, I mean, every time I do, I do, I'm not really consistent in my shows. I haven't done one in a while, but I try not to put too much pressure on myself because I, you know, have other things that I enjoy doing. Uh, But every time I do an episode, I think my... Uh, the people I interview are thankful because they are able to, um, I, you know, I make it a safe space. They're able to talk without judgment um, and and to be as open as they want to be. And then for the people that listen, um, it's just a place to be like, if they're feeling that there's no one else out there going through that Mm -hmm. problem that, well, maybe they've, they've found someone in my podcast that can relate to what they're going through in some sort of way. So I've been very lucky. Every, you know, interaction or feedback I get has been very positive. Good. Why is it important for us to share our stories? Why is it important for you to share your stories? You touched on it a little bit. It's, it's to help others. Do you have what's the central uh, core uh, uh, for your podcast and, and what can we learn from it? You know, everybody's different. I'm actually a really introverted person. I may not seem that way, but uh, I, I can go hours without talking and be comfortable in silence, you know, and I'm very internal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, my husband and I can sit and watch a TV show and not talk for hours, and it's not weird because that we're just comfortable, you know, and I, I keep a lot inside this brain. <laughs> the problem with that is that everything sort of boils up in there and eventually it all just comes flying out. <laughs> volcano. Maybe, it's a volcano and, and maybe not in the best of ways, I think. Being able to talk about it at at least at my own pace um, and at the times I choose to talk about it is very, um, it's like a sense of relief. It's a release, but not being like, not feeling like I'm forced to do it. And so that's like, I've asked some people to come on my podcast and they're like, you know what? I'm not ready. Totally fine. Whenever you're ready, let me know, you know, so I think that's what's important is to be able to have a space where like when you're ready and willing and able to be able to tell your story at your time, your speed, you know, I think that is important sort of in general. I think as a society, a lot of the times it's really difficult to speak up, speak out Um, talk about your story. It can be really difficult if you are in a space where there's a lot of judgment and a lot of like kickback from that. But if you can find somewhere that is is safe and just you have people to listen to you and, and, and that's all they're there for, which is, and then interact with you afterwards, if, if that's what needs to happen, then, you know, that's what I think is important. That's where I kind of strive with the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Your voice provides a voice. I think that's wonderful. Well, no, that's yeah, just... oh, I like it. <laughs> don't humor him. Yeah, don't encourage him. This is not cool. I'm an extrovert. It took 12 seconds for her to figure that out. My goodness. Um, maybe even less. No, but I, I, I believe that's uh, the only word that comes to mind is beautiful because you say, I do my podcast when I feel like it. Someone may mm-hmm. not want to share their story until they feel like it. But it's always right. there for you when you need it. And I think that's a message that, that can transcend even the content itself, that we're here when we when you need us, and you're here when we need you. Because it is. It's a two-way street. And so I love that mm-hmm. you're patient with your guests or potential mm-hmm. guests in that regard. And you are in the driver's seat. So in a world yeah. where you may feel like you have no control over anything, what's going on, you know, this is something mm-hmm. that you can own and you can go at your own pace and, you know, be yeah. in charge of. Yeah, I definitely think that's something I learned going through my cancer treatments is to allow myself to not get down on myself. Well, first of all, to stop getting down on myself about things either that I can't control or that I, you know, don't need to if, if I don't do a podcast in three four five months oh wow like you know that's just a decision I made for myself and and there's nothing wrong with that and I think that it thank you for like pointing all that stuff out that makes me feel really good <laughs> all right Star Wars okay I've heard you use the term hope adventure and strength and from the very first film in 1977, Princess Leia says, you're our only hope. And she repeats that. And that is the theme throughout Star Wars. It is good versus bad, but it is about hope. And Poe Dameron has the quote in The Last Jedi, we are the spark that will light the fire that will burn the First Order down. Is this where the title came from is is this was was this the inspiration well it was i mean yes but i think is i think in the opening crawl of the last jedi it says spark of hope Mm -hmm. that's where it came from but luckily enough poe dameron um does say that and i think on my website i use that as like uh one of my Mm taglines So tell us about Star Wars. Is there a moment that speaks to you more than any other? Um, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a really hopeful moment, but like, I think one of the most, I, you know, going in to see the special editions for the first time, like I kind of knew what Star Wars was about, but I really didn't know what Star Wars was about. And, you know, of course, I gravitated towards Princess Leia because she's a kick-butt princess and Mm -hmm. she's got all these amazing lines. So pretty much anything Leia does, I'm like, yes. (laughs) Um, And I was really into the prequels and I was like so much into Padme like during that time so everything Padme does I was like okay yes um but honestly my favorite moment the moment that fits out to me the most is in my favorite movie which is the Empire Strikes Back when Vader's like you know no I am your father like to me that's like the best reveal in cinema history like I had no clue. And then just thinking about that moment, I'm like, every time, like, dang, to be in the theater in 19, 
what, 80? I was there for the first time. And and I have oh to say, gosh. I have said those words, the greatest reveal in cinema history. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely. I- yes. That moment, uh, it speaks volumes. It makes us face our fears. If you right, truly right. think about it. And, and it, it helps us accept what the truth is and how we're going to overcome whatever that hurdle is in front of us. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing moment. How did uh, Rogue One impact you? Because that would have been about the time you were going through treatments and things. I had treatment number three or four on, no, wait, it was in December, right? It got released in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was my fourth treatment was the day that movie got released. And since the prequels came out, I've gone every opening night except for that opening night because I was driving home from Chicago and I'm like, I can't go, I'm too tired. So my friends, I always go with my friend Steve and my friend Meredith. They waited a week for me to go see that movie. Wow. They And I avoided every single spoiler <laughs> for a whole week, which is like a feat unto itself. Um, I was, so we went the week after I was feeling kind of okay. I, one of the side effects was I couldn't really taste very well. So I had a bucket of popcorn, which I couldn't taste, which made me really sad because I love like that buttery popcorn. Um, other than that, it was like, it was really cool to be there with my friends, you know, that had waited for me. Um, to go see it. And um, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great movie. Um, Generous, yeah, another it was a, powerful character. Yeah, very powerful. Well, right. And lots of issues she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hope quotes in that movie, mm-hmm. too. Rebellions are built on hope. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I, um, I composed my um, opening theme for my podcast. I, I just took bits and pieces from different themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and ju- the Universal theme is in, in my theme, my podcast theme. Who played that song in your podcast? Me. Wonderful. I, I did. It. It's a great open. I encourage all everyone Thank listening. You. Yes, it's wonderful. Um, I'm I'm an okay I'm an okay pianist, so I just <laughs> but I did it in sections so I could get some like different sounds and all that. But that was really fun to do. Yeah, you you work in many different aspects of all the John Williams music and the new stuff as well. Yeah. Are you enjoying the shows on Disney Plus? The Bad Batch, Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. I. I. Okay. Don't get mad. I haven't watched Star Wars Visions yet. I'm a little behind. <laughs> I don't know. It looks really cool. Haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I've watched all of Bad Batch, Mandalorian. Really excited about Obi Wan and mm-hmm. Andor coming out. And- Ahsoka. Yep. And Ahsoka, oh my gosh, I Boba thought Fett. like, that Boba Fett, yeah, because that's coming out at the end of the year, so, and Mina Wen, I'm, like, I love her, she's been in everything, you know, she's been in, she was Mulan, and she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm like, this is very cool, now she's in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, seeing her animated uh, after we saw her in live action. Yes! Uh, which is kind of the reverse of most mm-hmm. of the Star Wars characters. Very right. cool. 
as we uh, wrap this up, so just tell us about um, what you want people to walk away with when they listen to your podcast. I think ultimately what I want people to walk away with is, um, I guess, you know, if they're feeling down or they're feeling a little hopeless that they come out of it with a renewed sense of hope, um, inspiration, um, maybe inspiration to tell their story in a way that works for them, whether it's blogging or podcasting or just talking with someone. Yeah. And what is your blog? What What is the address for your blog? Oh gosh. Okay. It is rebelcancerwar.wordpress.com. It's kind of a mouthful. And I haven't <laughs> written in it in a really long time. I probably need to do like a five-year update. But um, I think I got to like episode 14 or something like that. Where can we find you on social media? So so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. So my personal handle on both of those platforms is Meg Z Cole, M-E-G-Z-C-U-L-L. And then my uh, podcast, I I just have a Twitter. It's at Spark of Hope Pod. And then I have a link to the website on there as well. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. We truly yes. appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your story. I think it's important for all of us uh, and, uh, and, and I'm sure for you as well. Yeah, it was, I, you know, I haven't really podcasted in a while, like I said. And so this was, it was really nice that you reached out to me again. I really appreciate it. It was really nice to meet you, John and Sean, even though it's through the zoom window. Um, Hopefully, you know, we all will get to meet, you know, in person. I'm planning on being at celebration. If not, we don't live that far from each other. So, all right. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Once again, our thanks to Megan for joining us and thank you for joining us every week. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Hub Hyperion. Remember to send us your entry for our contest via our email address, podcast at the HyperionHub.com and include contest in the subject line for your chance to win the Haley Mills biography, Forever Young, a memoir. Have a great week, everyone. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. (laughs) 